But now I'm right there. So, listen, they have to finish the season out. It's time for us to hand LeBron his flowers so, while he's still alive so he can smell them. We are live for another edition of the Dip NBA podcast. Back at you again, me and Adam Elder in the house, ready to roll, recording in person, and have been quite consistently lately. Really haven't been using fucking Zencaster. Zencaster. And they had the audacity to send me a end of the year 2021 celebration for using Zencaster, giving us a 15% discount on their Pro Tools. And I've never used it though. Never had to use we it. We only use the free services. And yet it failed us at least once. Too many times. At least three times. Too many times to count. I've lost all control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I fucking love Zencaster as much as I love basketball reference. This podcast probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Zencaster. Let's Thanks. be real. Because in the beginning, we were using that a lot. So, yep. There we go. We really don't hate you, Zencaster. We're not putting you on bum status, although it felt like we were about to. <laughs> Excuse us, please. But to get to the real uh, meat and potatoes, so to speak, of this podcast, we're going to go ahead and dive into what we originally intended to speak about. And that would be... Sorry, let me gain some composure here. That would be a good old-fashioned game of hard facts or fake news. That's what we're coming at you with today. Hard facts or fake news. So me and Adam are going to pose questions, statements, or scenarios, if you will, and uh, we'll determine together whether or not that is a hard fact or uh, some fake news. And then, of course, you guys can always let us know how you feel about these uh, ideas that we're bringing forward uh, on any of our social media, at PodDip on Twitter, at Instagram, the Dip Pod. Engage with us after this episode. Let us know how you feel about what we're talking about today. With that being said, Adam, go ahead. So these ones I just tried to come up with within the last eight minutes. Hard fact or fake news. There is a Jeremy Grant trade market. I have low confidence in this because how many more free agent signings to the level of role player that Jeremy Grant is and can be for the Detroit Pistons, but not the star player. Like, I just... Maybe it's just the fact that the rest of their team is that bad. And Jeremy Grant does, to his credit, look like a great offensive wing. Mm -hmm. Like, he's really developed that ability to draw fouls and get to the basket and kind of shoot. It just feels like his game is what Robert Covington always wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, like it, a lot more athletic, but he's just that three and D wing. Like a lot of people are talking about it. Like there's a real trade market out there and you always wonder how much of that is his camp. Just trying to make noise 
talking to these source, these reporters and stuff, leaking this shit to these guys, just hoping that a team's going to bite somewhere. Because maybe they have thought about Jeremy Grant, and now they're like, oh, they're, cre- they're creating a market for him. Like, a lot, I feel like a lot of it is hype just in a lot, most of these scenarios. But what gets you every time is you think about it and you, you, you think about, okay, Jeremy Grant to the Lakers. Yeah, that would help him a lot right now. They could really use a guy like Jeremy Grant. There's a lot of people that could really use a guy like Jeremy Grant, though. What high-level contending fucking basketball team isn't going to want a role player that they could theor- a high a fairly high-level role player that they could theoretically plug and play into their system? Exactly. And run for a chip. Tell me a team that doesn't want that. If the Warriors could use them, yeah, they would fucking use them. Oh, that's if Phoenix underrated. could use them, they would fucking use them. Like that's interesting. If Milwaukee could use him, you know what I mean. That's w- game. What one that of these is game? And and you go down to the lower level teams too now because now they're at a more competitive. Everyone's trying to compete because they know they might get into the plan. One of these te- fucking low fucking bottom feeders would bite on Jeremy Grant just out of the hopes that it would get him into the play in or potentially the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> or Indiana or some shit. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, we're gonna tank but still compete. Oh, Grant to the Pacers would be, that's pretty sketchy. I mean, like, that doesn't fix what they have right there. They replace both of their bigs with one, honestly, barely power forward, more small forward. But if you're trying to tank. But why would Indiana want to tank for that? Right. That's, that's. Why not get Tobias Harris for that? That's a whole nother conversation in Indiana. But ultimately, with your, with your statement there, I'm going to say it is a hard fact because I think there are teams that are legitimately interested in calling, but a lot of it's hype too. Certainly, yeah, because, I I mean, I know what you are trying to say with his camp because they're definitely trying to hype him up because he signs in Detroit to be the guy. You know, like, I'm sure Detroit is aware of the fact that he is part of their young core. He's only like, what, 20? He's like 27 or 28. Yeah, he's young. He's still got plenty of time. He's to, right there with Stewart and to fall into a good and, role. Yeah, he's right with them. Right, he's on their timeline. But think about this trade. Houston Rockets. Christian Wood straight up for Jeremy Grant. So Wood goes back to Detroit. Wood goes back to Detroit. And Jeremy Grant goes to Houston. And they let that Alperin Sengun play the five where he needs to play and let Jeremy Grant play the four. You have green Jay Sean Tate. Is it? Yeah. Jalen, Jalen green, Jalen green. He looks like then, trash by the way. Yeah. I mean, he's just had a hard time adjusting at least from what I would think there's no offense, real offensive or defensive system in Houston. So, I mean, that was one of their big, not only did they lose all their star players, they also lost their coaching department too. Like, mm-hmm. That yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like that would be, yeah, it fits your definition of a bottom feeder trading something for it. But I feel like honestly, Christian Wood is starting to fit out in Houston mm-hmm. because they're just terrible. You and cannot overlook the fact and say that he's a borderline all star if the fact that the Houston Rockets are what nine and twenty seven right now, and he's definitely contributing to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's made himself into a name lately, and that's, I mean, 
it's been good for him because he's got paid. What if you pulled off some type of three-team deal, though, too? Because why does Detroit want Christian Wood back? I doubt Christian Wood wants to go back to Detroit. Maybe you pull in a third team and D- Detroit pulls more, more of a tank move rather than a C- C- Christian Wood move. You know what I mean? I think that Detroit just wants to open up the floor for Kate Cunningham. Now that they see what he can be. And Jamie Grant doesn't space the floor for you? What's he shoot from the arc? I don't know. I feel like Grant kind of hovers around the mid-range. So he's kind of in the paint. I mean, I've like that's such a harsh like indictment of what teams really are, is that if you don't have complete open space for your stars on offense, that you just have no chance to succeed. Like being able to play off each other in the mid-range. And we see Middleton and Giannis do it all the time. Real quick. So I mean, there's a good chance that would fit. Real quick, Grant at five attempts a game for a 33% clip. That's not horrible. No. It's certainly better than anything the Lakers have right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that will, I mean, that slides right into my... Uh, Grant could play the three, Mello at the four, and AD at the five. Well, you want me to just hit, hit you with my first question, which is an obvious first question or statement. Let's say I'll, I'll do this one as a statement. The Lakers will trade Russell Westbrook. Oh, no. My coworker said it to me the other day. He was like, I know you're uh, still holding on to Russell Westbrook in, in the Lakers. <laughs> he was like, but he's got to go. He's, <laughs> it's, it's fake news. I'll tell you that. Because he's not going anywhere realistically. There, yeah. there is not a fucking move out there. No contract is unmovable. But it also has to be the right time for a contract like this. And it's just not going to fucking happen. There is not a team out there that is going to bite in the middle of the season like this. I had an aside. You want to hear the worst Russell Westbrook trade in the history of the universe? What was that? That could happen right now. Back to Washington for Bradley Beal. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. That would... Are you kidding me? It's not going to happen. They, they, for the sake of their egos and, and, and their... everyone's ego involved. They need to write it out because you asked for this. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they cannot entertain any Russ talk at all. No. No, you can't. When you allegedly fielded players at LeBron James's mansion in Los Angeles over the summer trying to figure out who you wanted to play with. Countless superstars, allegedly. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has even come out and said that, yes, I was at his house. I was talking to him. And you went with Russ. Is the the NBA not just big brother level drama? Oh, it is. Because get this, there's a whole other level of drama to that too because of the reason, that, so they go for Russ, right? I'm talking to you earlier about like, dude, what if they can somehow get either one of the three or either two of the three of Eric Gordon, D, uh, not De'Aaron Fox, uh, Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes. Any two of those three players, like that'd be amazing. And you swap them out for like Malik Monk and Wayne Illington and THT. <laughs> That's like who you're losing pretty much in a lineup. I'm up, I'm signing me up. But then I was thinking about it, and then I kind of read it in an article, uh, which kind of confirmed it. Like, apparently the Kings don't get, are not happy with Palenka right now because they thought 
the Buddy Hill deal was like done. <laughs> that was almost hook, line, and sinker. The Westbrook thing was last minute, and they pulled out. So they pretty much had the door open as Buddy was walking down the hallway. And they're about to get a handful of role players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a fucking haul. The KCP deal. Yeah. The, allegedly, the Kuzma deal. The Trez deal. It had to, That had to be the package all along at that point. Yeah. Because I bet you the Lakers walked in. They were like, look, Montrez Harrell was a runner-up six-man of the year. Like, two years ago. <laughs> I think I'd still rather have Russ over Buddy, though. Now, if you're telling me Russ versus Dame, you know what I'm fucking saying. It's Dame Lillard every goddamn day of the week at this point. I may have said some stupid shit back when they first, this first happened. Be like, I, no, they, they what did, would Siakam? They made the right choice. Team, realistically, Siakam. If you, I mean, if you still have Russ, no, you. you there's no Russ, Russ, but there's Siakam. Yeah, I'd like it, but not in the middle of the season. I don't know. If you had a whole off season to work together and build chemistry, I feel like that would instantly work because I think the paint is still too crowded. No, I think you just have LeBron literally run the show, like keep him initiating half court offense at all times. I don't think he and can you do have it every possession anymore, though. Yeah, but you can in the playoffs. Have, he can. I feel like you can have like uh, pin downs for Siakam off of Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope LeBron stays healthy. Because if I have to witness another playoffs without LeBron healthy, that's just going to be sad, dude. It will. I know. And then the real conversations of it being over will will start. Exactly. Like if he's embarrassing any bad. Or how many times? Health, or if he's not healthy. How many times, though, do we indict players for good regular seasons and bad playoffs? Yeah. Paul George. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the chip, chip at the dip. I mean, let's be real. But uh, back to Russ, shooting right now, 19 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists. Not a bad stat line, but that would be look a hell of a lot better if they were like even fifth in the West. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, okay, all right, What's Russ. the field goal percentage? Let's look at that fucking monstrosity. 41%. 45 from the field. <sighs> okay. So not bad. Okay. Let's look at that three-point percentage. 31. He's That's, shooting the exact same that he did for the season last year right now. On one less attempt, though. It's not bad for Russ, though. It's not terrible, but it's not Same enough. percentage, one less less attempt. That's not bad. It's, I feel like he's found a roof for, for himself team. in the corner. Yeah, he has. It's just the, the thing is, that, is that, that would, 31 would be okay if they were winning. They're not winning. Yeah, They're not winning games. They play fucking stupid, bro. They play dumb as fuck. And it doesn't make sense because there is so much IQ and basketball know-how on that team that it doesn't make sense why they play so fucking stupid. It's like they think it's like they think they're so smart that they can just fuck around out there and win games. And it's like, no, you can't. Right. And some of those guys are forgetting that, like, they're like, they just think that they're on a team with those three guys that they're automatically going to win. And it's like, no, you actually have to try. You actually have to do your part because these guys have never been able to just win it on their own. They always have other guys on the team. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You guys are stupid. They pissed me off, bro. This is my counterpoint to that. The Lakers play to the tune of LeBron James. 
LeBron James plays ridiculous and stupid out of sometimes. control. Sometimes stupid. Some of these passes, bro. But it's LeBron just being LeBron. And you know what? It hits 75% of the time. And so, it's hard. And you know, like when you're around that, you just want to mimic it. It's almost like a Duke University basketball team or something, you know? Yeah. They just- have the Laker fans and then the Lakers themselves are trying to be something of showtime always, you know, especially with LeBron who gets the magic comparison all the time. Mm-hmm. LeBron's out there trying to just bring LA basketball back. Mm-hmm. That's why he hits these little mid range shimmies. The fucking fade. The like- threes are out of control. Like, <laughs> I love it though. LeBron just like two <laughs> steps inside the logo and just and eats it. <laughs> and there's like, the three- shot looks good though. It looks good. And it looks like a bomb too. Oh, yeah. That's why the one against the Warriors last season was just ridiculous. I saw three ribs and a shot for the middle one. Do you know what the best LeBron three-pointer of all time is, though? Which when one? he played for the Miami Heat, and they played against Golden State in, in the regular season mm-hmm. in the Oracle, like before LeBron and Curry was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a year or two before. But the Heat were just on top of the world with the Heatles, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And LeBron in the Oracle hit a step-back three, like in... I don't think it was Andre Iguodala's face, but it was some member of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But it was like baby Steph, baby Clay, Jesus. Draymond on the bench. Just embarrassed one, but embarrassed him. Yeah. Final score was like 109, 108, I'm pretty sure. But it was just cold. And he broke out the 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 silencer. Oh yeah. For, that was like in its early days of the silencer. Just I thought that's crazy. They got fined uh, this season for the big balls. They always do. <laughs> Manu Ginobili used to get fined for that too back in the day. You just you would see it in a playoff game, yeah. and just the next day it'd be like Manu Ginobili's been fined twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> for making the big balls gesture on national television. That's awesome, dude. Uh, so where are you at with uh, that Russ slander? Will the Lakers will trade Russ? Hard fact or fake news? Fake news, honestly. That's where I'm I at, think too. you're right because there's. N- they can't back out. Yep. I feel feel like they own hyped it. Russ so much. Own it. That's LeBron's guy. Fuck like, own it. Own it and get better. There's no reason that you shouldn't be like the fifth to third seed right now. I understand. I not- feel like though you could personally say that to Russell Westbrook too. Oh, that yeah, own it and I, get better. I am. I'm saying it to Russell Westbrook. I'm not. I said before we started recording, the Le- LeBron slander needs to stop. There is nothing more this guy can do right now. 27 points a game, seven rebounds, six assists, shooting, I'm pretty sure, all-time high from three, right? Well, last season he shot 36. He shot 36 a couple times, it looks like, 40. Okay, not the highest, but he's shooting 35 from three right now. How many attempts, though? At least seven. Three attempts a game. That's it? That's it right now. Wow. Oh, seven. My bad. Yeah, seven. I was looking at the wrong one. Seven? Okay. Yeah. See, that's more than ever before. LeBron used to only take maybe one to three threes per game. Uh, yeah, he's, he's at an all-time high up. attempts per game. Last season, he was at six. He was taking seven. I just uh, enjoy feeling prophetic in the fact that Eric Gordon needed to join the Los Angeles Lakers because why would they not just give him a chance? Like 52 the Lakers, from the field, bro. Sorry. 52 from the field? Was he from free throw, though? Free throw, uh, 77 
also high as fuck. That is that's pretty good. I think that's a career high. Yeah. He's he's only shot 77 one other time in his career. Wow. Last year he was 69. He's shooting 77. That's good. 58 on effective field goal. It's, dude, the guy's 37. What else do you need from him? Other than maybe cutting back on some of the dumb shit. Because I agree. There's moments where he just, those sloppy, just like yeah. lob passes around the court. It's just like, what? Zip passes. And some of the, that are just not even close. Yeah. But when they do hit, it is quite ridiculous. Because <laughs> exactly. you don't even see it coming. Because exactly. one second he's got the ball, and the next minute it's in that dude's hand in the corner, and you're like, wait, what? Like, do you remember you when LeBron did that to, to the, the, Cel- the Celtics with Ante Zizic? No. It was like in 2017. It was 2017, 18, Braun, where he made the run to the finals by oh, himself. Jesus. Where he was literally carrying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that whole entire team. But he looks off like three defenders at once because he looks over to pass the ball baseline and Zizic just cuts to the basket back door. Nobody's on him. And he LeBron just fakes and just throws the most beautiful lob pass right into him. That's crazy. Like just some filthy moments. Filthy. The thing is, is that he does that, but then he was also a top three point guard in the league just two years ago. Literally the point guard for the Lakers when they won the championship. Like two playing like like two years ago. Not even like three. Like two. Almost. It was a year ago. A little bit over a year ago. That was LeBron James. Yeah. Unreal. They just got to tap back into it. I just, I don't like all the, for lack of a better term, bullshit that is surrounding this team. I feel like if they just put their head down and like what you said before, Anthony Davis and LeBron James solves nine out of 10 of, of your, your problems. problems. It does. If they're playing right, it does. And there is just so much surrounding that team right now. And all Russell Westbrook has to do is just. Well, that's what I was going to say. Does that guy. solve, does that solve your one, your one problem? Yeah. Nine out of ten year problems. AD guess, playing guess extremely what, motivated. Guess what the tenth problem is? Russell Westbrook. Damn. Does that solve that? Does it solve that? Can you have Russ? Do you really just move on Russ this season? You just say, listen, man, like I don't think so, but I'm just asking the the fucking metaverse here. I mean, Jesus Christ. Go ahead and go to your uh go ahead and go to your next question there. I feel like this is the most easiest. Hard fact in this entire list. Nikola Jokic is seriously maybe the best player in basketball right now. I said that not too long ago before Zach Lowe. And then you gave me a little bit of heat. And then Zach Lowe was out here shilling for him. And then now you're on that train. Now you're on that train. It took Zach Lowe to say it for you to. Oh, you're right. Let me just crush your identity here. That's what I need to get away from. I haven't listened to your podcast, Zach Lowe, in like nine days, so give me that credit. Yeah, fuck you, Zach Lowe. I can't say that. I'm not saying that. Apparently, nine out of ten of my problems are solved by Zach Lowe. (laughs) (laughs) Still can't solve the Russell Westbrook problem, though. You're still a fan of him, and he can't convince you otherwise. Oh, my God. It's just Uh, one of my many flaws. Go go ahead and continue, though. (laughs) Yeah, Nikola Jokic may just be the best player in basketball right now, though. I'm impressed after they beat the Warriors. 
I don't know if you can say. Well, it's who a hard was on fact. quarantine? Draymond was on quarantine, right? Right. So, I don't know if you can say it's a hard fact. It's real dicey right now. Because Giannis is up there. Giannis is in. It was right there in the fucking conversation. Yeah, why is that not being promoted more? Giannis is MVP. If he wins a third MVP, what do we start to think of Giannis? Like? I mean, why is it not being promoted more? Giannis is like the best player alive right now. Like, yeah. KD and LeBron control the force and Steph Curry. But Giannis is just like on the low, the real Jedi all along. Yeah. I mean, and if he figures out a shot to just a league average level consistently, it is over. I know. It is over. You know what he wants to do on the low? He wants to hit the Chris Middleton shots. He wants to hit those mid-range fadeaways. Yeah, he does. If LeBron starts, or not LeBron, (laughs) if Giannis starts hitting those in the playoffs consistently. And shooting 33% from three. Yeah. 34. Like getting found by a Drew Holiday, like on a break, just a nice behind the back pass to him, just shooting 33%. Like if he gets to a point where you even maybe two attempts a game, think twice about coming off or uh, sagging off of him at the line, then that is going to make such a huge impact overall for that team. Cause that one or two, one or two possessions where that happens, it's just going to be someone wide open. If you, if you, or the floor is going to be wide open if you choose to close out on them. I mean, see, our question all along is always are the Lakers just biding their time? But is Milwaukee just biding their time? In what ways? do you mean? I mean, both Giannis, Middleton, Holiday have all missed time. Their record oh, is yeah. above 500, but they're not pacing teams. You know what I mean? Right. They went through a cold stretch there. They're definitely biding their time. But watching them on opening night having that same energy that they're going to have in the playoffs. Like, this team could be something else. Absolutely could. They played Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. And they swamped on Brooklyn. Trying to pull up Nikola Jokic here. So the biggest question about all of that, though, the biggest thing about the Denver Nuggets is, what is Jamal Murray going to look like come March? I is don't he, know. one, going to be available? Because think he got hurt back in February. So that would be exactly one year in February. Mm-hmm. So that gives you literally about a month and a quarter to get ready for the playoffs. Is it worth it? Or do you Kawhi Leonard him? Kawhi's coming back. Kawhi's not coming back. I guarantee it. Kawhi's. Guarantee it. Kawhi's coming back. No. Sign it in blood. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think you could. I think they're gonna bring him back. <laughs> they're definitely gonna bring him back. Jamal, they have to. Their hands are tied. They still have a window. Yeah. They realistically still have a window. That top three of him, Gordon, and Jokic is going to be something. I could still see a reality where they beat the Golden State Warriors in a conference finals. I would hope that all of their wings step the fuck up then because one, they do match up in size with Golden State. Golden State is not a big team either. And they would have the wings that would be able to, like Jeff Green, you can put him on, uh, what's his, by Lisa. 
Jokic is going to be a pro- he, they can put on violence. Jokic is going to be a problem for that team over our course of seven. Games. Oh yeah, because is Draymond realistically going to shut down Jokic right now? Not for seven games. No, like I feel like he's going to play Jokic tough, and there is no doubt about that. But right now, it's just <laughs> Jokic is going to get a lot of defensive attention from that team. Exactly. And what's going to happen if you try to switch a lot? What happens just, if you try to double? That's just going to open things up. That's the most evil thing about Golden State, though, is that they get it going on the offensive end where it makes them seem unstoppable. But the real force for their team is the fact that they are like that on defense. Right. They're always in the passing lanes. They're always swatting. They're always stealing the ball. Like, right. Like, and then you have guys like Gary Payton that actually like work in this system as a guard version of Andre Roberson, mm-hmm. like a guy that you know isn't going to reliably hit any kind of jump shot, probably cut to the basket and get a few easy dunks. He's Mm -hmm. so athletic. Like it's exactly like Andre Roberson. And you know who else it's like Matisse Thibel. Yep. Thibel is a lot like that. Like you get nothing on offense, but then the defensive potential is so good that you have no other choice, but to start him and just literally have him guard one through three on your team. He's like can be switched at any point. He's like a three and D wing minus or a three D wing minus the three. Just the D wing. (laughs) The D wing. Uh, Jokic though, twenty five points a game, fourteen rebounds, seven assists. Last season during his MVP season, he had twenty six points a game, eight assists, ten rebounds. So he's got more rebounds. He's averaging way more rebounds right now. Four more rebounds a game. 25 points. I mean, he's looking like one of the best players alive right now. 35 from three. Exactly. 35 from three on four attempts. He's up one attempt from last year. 60 effect, 60% effective field goal percentage. 55 from the field. I mean, he's not far off at all from his MVP numbers. Tough to tough to not put him right there in the conversation. But that's the problem. He's in the conversation with Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's in the conversation with Kevin Durant. He's in the conversation with Steph Curry. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much talent. When is right Devin there. Booker going to actually be in this conversation? If I feel like chip. it's going to be pretty soon. If he wins a chip? Yeah. It's going to be tough for any of these guys to actually throw If he them. wins a chip, honestly, what separates him from Giannis? Outside of, I mean, the MVPs are there, obviously, but I feel like it would be coming for he's, Booker then. He's right there in the conversation. Because he's 24 or 25, right? Yeah. He's still young. Young as shit. He's right there in the conversation, obviously. But what's crazy about it is as long as Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are playing at this level that they are right now, for let's just be real conservative and say the next three seasons... You're going to have to beat one of them or just win a championship within that time to be in that conversation with them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even if they're not winning the chip, like they're still in the conversation at that high of a level. Mm -hmm. But if they are winning the chip, then you really don't have a fucking conversation. You have no name in the hat at all. doesn't matter. (laughs) doesn't matter. (laughs) Honestly, I see both of them at least winning one more ring before they're done. Yeah. Curry and Durant. I see both of them one and one more. That's I feel like that's the real conversation about this year though too. Is is it going to be Brooklyn or the Warriors? Christmas Day was yeah, it was something else. It was a different energy. 
in LA against LeBron. It's Harden, you know, and Harden went off too. You know, it made some salt that, you know, there's some salt there. Exactly. And I'm just like, that was James Harden by himself and the Nets offense playing into their roles. And they looked pretty damn good. Well, we know James Harden and some guys will get you somewhere. Exactly. And it's looking like more somewhere than LeBron James and some guys. Right. Like, I mean, granted, it is just Christmas Day. But it was embarrassing. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, let's just bring it up. Like, a critique of yours about LeBron was that he's just going for the all-time points. Mm -hmm. He passed Kobe in all-time Christmas Day points. Yeah. So LeBron got his. Yeah. He always he has been getting his averaging over thirty a game for the last. But that's just five what he games. has to do, because if they, you're right. If they were, <laughs> they'd be ninety eighth without that. Yeah, like without LeBron James doing that. Yeah, being the Lakers, <laughs> literally. So it's, why why wouldn't he be in it for himself? You know, like with that notion though of Brooklyn being an absolute dominant force, allegedly. <laughs> I mean, seemingly. I mean, they're at the top of the East. Uh, with that, I'll I'll uh I'll make this statement right here. The Miami Heat will pull an upset on either Milwaukee, Chicago, or Brooklyn in the in the Eastern Chicago Conference. Chicago definitely and make, and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's it's the whole statement. If they beat Milwaukee in a first round series in like a 6-3 matchup. That would be the comparison of like Assassin's Creed Jimmy Butler coming up in the black cape behind Giannis and going slitting his throat. Exactly. Because Giannis is coming off of the best season of his entire career, a higher that usually you may only get one chance at and Jimmy Butler comes along and just ends it squashes it and then goes on and beats Brooklyn and is somehow back in the NBA finals. All that does is put us in the mindset of 2020 only a year ago. Jimmy Butler looking like the best small forward in the Western conference or the Eastern Eastern Conference. conference, possibly in the league. Exactly. So last night, they beat the Wizards 119 to 112. And mind you, it's the fucking Wizards. Yeah. A 17 and 17 team right now. Barely 500. Uh, That's a disappointment big time. That is. Uh, Tyler Harrow, though. 35 minutes, 32 points. Six rebounds, three assists. Jimmy Buckets, 36 minutes, 25 points. Eight rebounds, fifth. Oh, assist. Duncan, 35 minutes a game. Uh, the, for 35 minutes for the game. 26 points. There you go, Duncan. One rebound, run assist. That doesn't matter. 26 points. You know, he's how many threes did he hit? At uh, least five. I'm not seeing the advanced stats here, but you know, he was eating. He had to have been. You're not putting, remember that he's game? been putting up some like one of 10 games lately, too, like this entire season. He's yeah. been kind of underwhelming. He's been extremely underwhelming for the amount of money that he's getting paid. But I'm telling you, bro, if he at this cost, if he is the anti Joe Harris, like the it guy is. that actually steps up in the playoffs, like that's I was just about to give, I was just about to put the comp out there. The comp <laughs> is obvious. The comp is obvious. 
the Joe Harris comp is just too obvious. Uh, how about Harrow though? I mean, and then if I, I don't know if Bam probably wasn't playing, it doesn't look like he might be out right now. But imagine if you plugged Bam into that. I don't see Lowry on there at all either. He may not have been playing. Think about it. I mean, they could pull an upset on one of those three teams. Bam Autobio. He could shut down Kevin Durant. Bam just looks angry with it this year. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be coming for blood personally in the postseason. They are just like in another life, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Essentially. It kind of it's comparable for sure. Right? Like that's why the finals matchup was so like yeah. just perfect. Yeah. Literal Match perfect up. matchups for both of those players. Yeah. Iconic level. Uh I don't think it's a hard fact though. But I don't think it's fake news either. That's the problem. It's two in the middle. The biggest thing about Miami obviously is their age and obviously is what are they really going to get from their bench come playoff time? Oh yeah. Because their bench is looking quite thin to be honest with you. They have no point guard, like small backup, small forward. No. Like, are you really giving Kyle Lowry 36 minutes? Are you just going to have to survive with that? You're going to have to. You're going to bring Tyler Harrow, John Wall in on a buyout. I mean, (sighs) you're already shilling for him. Yeah. But how many times have we seen shilling? Go wrong. Well, let's just be honest here. John Wall's also old <laughs> and coming off. He's getting there. He's what, 30? Coming off ridiculous recovery from injury. And right. then, you know, they've done a little shilling in the past and they've gotten a couple of guys who just like to shill a lot. One Victor Oladipo. <laughs> Absolutely shilled to be on this team and has barely stepped foot. Dapped them up in the court. bubble like that. Yeah. That was just like, whoa. Yeah. Embarrassing. The path that he is on. Embarrassing. And that's a whole other conversation. But Kevin I Durant, say, like, honestly. It's a soft fact. It's a soft, soft fact. Yeah. Because I think out of the three, realistically, Chicago would be the easiest to pull the upset on. Because I think right, people would yeah. still consider that an upset. I think Chicago is going to finish higher than them in, than them in the uh, standings. Um, so I think that's why it, it, it can be a soft fact. It's tough for me to say it's a hard fact that they would beat Milwaukee or Brooklyn. But it could happen, too. So I mean, but There's it's a soft, real chance for it. And that's the scary part because that's what Giannis and Kevin Durant will have to really think about because I mean the ultimate Trump is always going to be Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving and James Harden that's a perfect one one through three it's a one hell of a Trump card exactly it's like you got Kevin Durant obviously but like oh by the way he's kicking out to Kyrie Irving James fucking and it was all set up by James Harden yeah like who's also waiting do you kind of hope low-key we see that Yes, I want to see it. Like I want to it's see It's all fulfilled at that point about each of those players. Just they just roll through the east and it, beat Phoenix in the finals like 4 to 2. It should happen. If that happens, you would feel like balance Yeah, they be beat right. Golden State 4 to 2. Better yet, they gentlemen sweep Golden State. That would be I, insane. I would like that cuz I've always liked Kevin Durant more than I like Steph Curry and the oh, Warriors. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
I've always liked Kevin Durant more. And I respect Kevin Durant for what he did there. Yeah, I do too. And that's the that's taking the it to LeBron. Part. Taking it to fucking LeBron, dude. Yeah. <laughs> In the coldest way possible. Do you remember we watched both of those times that he hit that shot? Yep. 16, 17, we Ended had hope LeBron. then too, because we had Kyrie. Yep. And when he hit that, that and was that like, team is arguably arguably better than the 15-16 team. Exactly. 16-17 team. Like arguably better. And they arguably had the Golden State Warriors figured out until they plugged in a guy named Kevin Durant. And then it was over. And that matter. That was it what? didn't matter. That put Golden State up 3-0, right? Yeah. Because it was in Cleveland. I <laughs> just absolutely like everything LeBron has ever dreamed about those pull-up threes. Open that the free, right there. Open the freezer on him. That is my beef with NBA 2K2. They always give him a low three-point rating considering what he is. Mm-hmm. They put him at like an 88. And I'm like, does anybody remember this that just happened? I don't know, like what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Four years ago? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Like, Kev, that's not that far away. Like, ridiculous. It's Kevin Durant. A literal God. Playing in another super team. A literal God. Why do we criticize him for playing in super teams when that's all he's ever been on? It's all the league is to win a championship. Don't look at me with a straight face and tell me Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton isn't a micro super team. Exactly. If not a super team. Don't look at me with a straight face and tell me that Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton isn't a super team. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am done with this bullshit. Where, people, where are you hearing this from? Uh, mostly like conjecture with people in my like day-to-day life. Not like, <laughs> not like uh, in the u- universe of NBA fandom. It's more, but people do say it in that too. And I've, yeah. I have heard some fuckheads on uh podcast say it too. Like Giannis clearly won without. Uh, a super team and that's just- <laughs> yeah right huh, what Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and then high level role players surrounding them oh yeah that's not a super team <laughs> just, that's just the formula for one but they totally did it different <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> god damn it you pissed me off not you just the people that say shit <laughs> like this fuck up dude I'm on one I'm tired of it I'm done with it you have to I have almost a have super this- team I almost have the same level beef with people that kind of try to act like Golden State is this homegrown team too. Right. I'm like, they've acquired a lot of high-level role players and they've drafted maybe, what, three out of their four starters? Yeah. Three out of their five starters? Like They brewed it. They exactly. Brewed it. They brewed a damn good fucking cup of joe. And ultimately, That's what else could they have done other than added another superstar? They knew Braun and Kyrie had them. They knew it. Exactly. Yeah. They, they would have kept winning again. They would have won the next. Oh, they know without. they have a lower chance of winning, but not if you plug no. in a guy like Kevin Durant. I feel like with no Kevin Durant, that team, that Golden State team has no chance to beat that next year Cavs because the Cavs filled out with high level role playing wings. <laughs> they made themselves a super team. <laughs> exactly. The Cavs were the, always the definition of a super team. They played Kevin Love at a hyper four position, Tristan Thompson at five. Yeah. That's all you need. You know what Kevin Love's real specialty was all along was rebounding the basketball and not scoring. And facilitating. Facilitating and rebounding the basketball and being for an open three. And that's what he had to be to be a championship. There has to be that guy on the team. Exactly. (laughs) And he did it. Yes. 
uh, can you say Drew Holiday on the Milwaukee Bucks? He's that third guy. Exactly. Doing the dirty work. There's always dirty work to be done on a team, whether it's on the defensive end of the floor, whether it's on rebounding, whether it's on a little bit of facilitation. There's a lot of dirty work. You got to have that fucking third guy that's going to do the dirty work. Bridges might be the best. Miles Bridges. Right. But it's tough to say. It's Miles Bridges and DeAndre. No, Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. But Mikhail and Aiton are right there, though. It's like that third guy. They're sharing that role together. And then they have, I feel like if they were somehow to upgrade to like, Another four. Jay Crowder. Everyone. Jeremy Grant. Well, the conversation is turn Jay Crowder into Harrison Barnes. Oh, that would be ridiculous. So that it helps you nuts. more offensively, but I think it hurts you a little bit defensively. No, no possible way. No. You let Aiton just roam the paint and you let Bridges and Barnes just be the switchable wings all on the, over on the, the wing. Exactly. All, all behind the arc, just playing from the perimeter. That easily hides Booker. Chris Paul is still a plus defender. Booker's what not, more do you Booker's need? not horrible either. That beats Booker's going to put an effort. Yep. I don't know. I feel like he fou- he fouls a lot. He was fouling yeah. a lot in the finals too. Yeah, like, but what are you going to do? <laughs> in a lot of those situations, know. you probably need to foul. But I mean, that beats Steph Curry. That yeah. beats Steph Curry's team. You think? Yeah. In the playoffs. These dances they're doing back and forth. Steph Curry's getting back in a groove because he hit a slump there to get to his record breaker. Mm-hmm. I think it was honestly because they hyped it too much. Yeah, ESPN literally would not talk about anything else other than Steph Curry. 16 three-pointers away. He was literally within a swing. Of, People just wanted him to do it in one game. Yeah. And you know who it was against? The Portland Trailblazers of all yeah. teams. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> sad. Just trying to keep embarrassing us. Just sad. More on that soon as I uh, expand some thoughts on Portland and where they should send Damian Lillard. But uh, that's a whole other conversation as well. How about we go ahead and finish up with uh, your last question here or last statement or however you want to pose it. So I have one trade, but I have another interesting trade that I was just thinking about. In the Is this like a, ru- like a rumor Something that legitimately could happen. All right. Portland trades Robert Covington to Denver for Jeff Green and uh, Jamichael Green. Ugh. Both those forwards out of there. You give Covington all those four minutes Ugh. next to Jokic. I don't like it. If I keep him off the bench and let Gordon be the starting four, obviously. If I'm Denver, I'd rather have both Greens. I'd rather have really. I'd rather have Green Square than Covington. Honestly, at this point, Uncle Jeff in the playoffs. If he's going to be like what he was for Brooklyn, yeah, I, it's. I don't think that'd be that hard for what him if to Brooklyn do. Just got him back. <laughs> Brooklyn, they yeah. somehow get him at, at, at the deadline. They just trade him for like Lamarcus Aldridge. No, they get. No, they would bring him in in addition to Lamarcus Aldridge. Because let's be honest, they're old as fuck. What if they got Covington? What if Brooklyn got Covington? That's a nice pickup. I feel like that would work well. All the pressure is off him. He's taking Blake Griffin minutes. Yeah. 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 I would take that. What if that's defensively? Defensively, I would take that. Oh, that would be so rough if Blake Griffin gets traded to Portland for Robert Covington. And then Blake everyone's Griffin like, so bad. everyone's like, this is it. This is the iteration of Portland. It's, it's going to be Blake and they should have been all along. <laughs> yeah. Blake yeah. can barely jump anymore. 
It should have been. It should have been these two together all along. They should have done this years ago. Blake's that is play. a big what if. What if they did play together? Blake is just small ball five in the playoffs. That would have been ridiculous. Or if they Dame, fill out or if Dame would have been on the Clippers with Chris Paul and. <sighs> Now that would have been re- just playing shooting guard like Kobe in the other side of LA. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> What's your other trade? I was thinking about Sabonis or Turner or Sabonis and Brogdon to Toronto for Pascal Siakam and Chris Boucher. Fake news. Yeah, I think that's fake news too. Fake news. Because I was really trying to sell it to myself how Toronto could fit in Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Like, is a key to unlocking themselves is a playmaking wing, big wing. Damn. We're not done yet. I thought we recorded for like at least an hour and a half. Where? 48 minutes. Where I could time it. This is the perfect timing. All right, my bad. I cut you off. We were talking about Sabonis and Turner to Toronto. I just don't think in the long run that's going to really work. So I'm calling fake news on that too. Fake news. It doesn't really solve any of Toronto's problems because they need a defensive center to really fit their system. And Sabonis just isn't that. Even though he would give them something on the playmaking end. An offensive end. Like, I feel like I would trust more of that to be grown in Scotty Barnes and uh, OG Ananobi to mm. take over as the scoring wings. Like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like parts of Scotty Barnes' game just isn't fake. Like, he just plays. And there's definitely parts of So within fake. his rhythm, right. like, you know, the defense isn't fake. No, definitely not. I feel like that's why Toronto wanted him, though. He's a smart along. defender. They exactly. love they love defense in Toronto. That's just Nick Nurse, though. Yeah. That's just all Nick Nurse did. That's because Greg Popovich, ain't it? That's the Popovich chain, ain't he? Probably. I don't know if he's coached for Popovich. I thought he was the Popovich. But there's definitely influence there. Yeah. Budenholzer is the, the Popovich tree, though. Did you hear what the uh, new uh, Olympic team is going to be? Steve Kerr? Yeah. Mike uh, Eric Spolstra. A couple other great coaches. Why isn't he the coach, though? Why isn't Eric Spolstra the coach? I know. He should be the one that takes the reign from Pop. He should be. Honestly. I feel like Mike Malone is starting to approach that, like, being a legitimate playoff contending coach. Mm -hmm. Because he's got the Nuggets looking good. Also, he's built a system around Jokic that just (laughs) works. I mean, the obvious one, though, is Doc Rivers. I fucking hate Doc. That's why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> fuck Doc Rivers. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Austin Rivers too. <laughs> Let's bring that back all real he was, quick. All he did was stand up for himself today and Ben's just calling him out. Let's bring it back one more time just for good good measure. I'll cut, I'll, I'll, I'll 
I'll insert it into the episode here. But uh, here comes. There it is. Austin Rivers. Yep, it's coming in there. So, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap it up here with one take. One more take. Before that, though, engage with us on Twitter at PodDip, on Instagram at the Dip Pod. We always appreciate any type of engagement that you give us. The website is www.thedippodcast.com. So, get after it. One more take, Adam. The Knicks trade Kemba Walker. Yes, for John Wall. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that would be nuts. It doesn't work salary-wise, but yeah. I'm just fucking around. Sorry. But yes, Kemba they do. Walker. They do trade Kemba. Kemba's gone by the deadline. But where? That's the question. Oklahoma City. <laughs> I was thinking Charlotte. For Shay. <laughs> Oklahoma City for Shea. I was yeah. thinking Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte for Terry Rozier. Yeah. Terry Rozier on the Knicks would be nice. Scary Terry, bud. Playing the point in yeah. front of Derrick Rose. That would be nice. Scary Terry. Back to Charlotte, though. Oh, that's just messy. Michael Jordan's like, I already told this guy I don't want him. And they buy him out. On his, oh, no. He gets bought out again. Give him the soft boot. And then he just goes and joins the Lakers. I was thinking he'd go to like Cleveland or something. No, he's joining the Lakers for sure. He's joining either the Lakers or Brooklyn. So he can just be a bum on their team? Yep. And shoot, like, and have one game in the playoffs where he scores, like, 16 points on, like, mid-range shots. And everyone's like, he's clearly the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he's the second coming of Paul Pierce. What? Yeah. So fuck that. Fuck Kimba Walker. Trash. My one more take is Kimba Walker should die. <laughs> You're going to have to cut that. <laughs> nope, leaving it in there. Uh, my one more take is... My one more take is... The Lost Land... The Lost Angeles. Los Angeles. That's Los so Land true. The Lost Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers. So my one more take is the Denver Nuggets will get bounced in the first round. Ooh, I like it. That's sketchy. I respect it, though, because it really could happen. I think I already said it a couple weeks ago for one more take, but I'm saying it again. Makes, I'm speaking it into existence. You just really think they aren't that without... MPJ in the lineup? I think they're going to get caught. By Golden State. By a Memphis. By Memphis. Oh, that would be just nuts. Desmond Bain, like 22 points a game. Yep. I love that guy. Jaw going off for like 35. Yeah. For like two. Jaw just two, being unstoppable. For two out of four games. Just 35 points or some shit. Just being modern Allen Iverson. Yeah. To the basket every single time. With a touch of Russell Rusbrook. Yeah, he does that same dunk that Russ would do where he'd carry over his body and mm -hmm. like play just it over. a downhill play. Yeah. Just there's a little touch of Russ in there. Just a little sprinkle. Certainly not as ugly as Russ, tell you that much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I mean like basketball wise, his, oh. his game, not oh yeah. His appearance. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Russ is clearly the more attractive person. Let's be honest. Uh, 
Not nearly as ugly of a game, though, for sure. But anyway, we're out of here. Peace.